Welcome back, guys, to another episode of TT with the Ballers. Today is the last deadline day of the transfer window, January transfer window, and a lot of activity has happened in the uh, transfer market where a lot of players have moved. We'll start with Spurs because uh, we very recently discussed about Antonio Conte and the kind of effect he brings and the kind of deep pockets he demands because we have seen that how much money he is willing to spend. So I'll start with Harsh. Harsh, uh, Spurs activated Antonio Conte and uh, Danny Lewis deep pockets. How does it look for you? So as of now, uh, it looks fine to me. They did try to steal away uh, Luis Diaz from Liverpool that could not go through so i am i am i'm happy with uh, whatever they w- did and uh, luckily liverpool had luis diaz 6 months early uh, as far as their other businesses uh, i think they have done decent business they've uh, got two players uh, bentakur i think is a good player though they have decent bit of competition in that position uh, all in all uh, it feels a decent bit of business from Antonio Conte. Uh, I was just expecting, uh, you know, a bit more of, of of someone who had more striking potential, maybe a striker for that matter. But uh, let's just uh, see how this goes as of now, where uh, earlier they were targeting Valahovic, but then he was already promised to Juventus from Florentina. So that did not go through. Then they wanted Luis Diaz from Porto, but then Liverpool were tracking it. So they immediately moved in and uh, signed him. Uh, the medical was done in during the international duty. So that is one. Uh, Bentacur and Klusweski, uh, both from Juventus to Spurs, uh, has Who have already, already been taken, managed by Antonio Conte a couple of seasons ago. Already been managed and less also maybe. Uh, moving to to uh, Villarreal from Spurs. So, decent bit of activity, decent bit of hits, decent bit of misses. But all in all, uh, just I was hoping more of an attacking mindset from Antonio Conte that we did not see. Uh, but uh, they have solidified the midfield. I they think have solidified Antonio the Conte, central uh, part of the midfield. Uh, do you think Sorry? that with Antonio Conte... Uh, Antonio's Con- Antonio Conte's game is built from the midfield. If you remember his season with Chelsea, uh, what he produced out of Cesc Fabregas that season. A person who's able to create those balls. So that is what I think he's trying to do here. He has brought in creative players like Kulichevsky and but, Bentagor. But, but my point is Bentagor. Yeah, Bentagor is a decent player. He is... Is a really classy player. Let's not be mistaken here. Just because Juventus wanted to uh, free up some room because they wanted to sign. Obviously, they obviously. They, sign. they removed Ndombele and they have removed... Uh, Dele Ali. Dele Ali. Well. They are so, planning to move Dele Ali. So, they are doing a good bit. Uh, Son would be coming back soon. I, so just, I, I, just, kind of I was midfield. just hoping... I was just hoping for an inward striker or more attacking... So maybe another striker. For Antonio Conte, I think so that's that would have been. Yeah, let's wait and watch. As of now, uh, Kane is fit and fine, not scoring though. But let's see. But Son is injured, see. so Spurs tried. You people didn't let them buy the players, right? Liverpool stole Luis Diaz, as you mentioned. Then uh, Juventus stole their other striker from Florentina. So, yeah, things didn't right. go their way, but I think they have done decent business. So, for both the transfers, it was not that uh, the other clubs were not tracking it. So, Liverpool already had contact with Porto regarding his transfer. And it was actually, uh, like, as far as I have tracked it, it was people from Porto who legitly uh, called up Liverpool and were like, okay, Spurs is moving in. Would you like to go ahead? Or something, some sort of conversation was there. So, it's not that Luis Diaz, just because uh, Spurs moved in, that's why Luis Diaz jumped in. It was not a Cristiano Ronaldo saga that it should not go to City, so we would rather sign him. 
it was pre-planned it was already there and as far as uh, the transfer of Valahovic from Florentina to UA is concerned uh, Spurs were interested but Valahovic was promised to Juventus much before and uh, that's what uh, even Fabrizio Romano has said that uh, you know it was already a done deal yeah let's move on to Everton Hi Akash, we spoke last week and where you said that Frank Lampard might be a good option. Well, uh, guess what? Frank Lampard has been appointed the manager of Everton and he will be taken taking over from Duncan Ferguson and you and Harsh both said that he's the right person to lead them but Everton thinks differently and with that, uh, not that I don't think uh, Frank Lampard would have had an impact but they have had a lot of set of meetings and it looks like uh, Van der Beek is coming to Everton and that is a good signal for them, right? Well, how do you see Everton now? Is there comebacks on the papers? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that uh, Lampard is a decent coach and uh, his one of his aspects uh, in, in his coaching is his uh, way of play when it comes to uh, attack. Uh, his uh, you, when Chelsea used to play under Lampard, their attacking football was really good. They used to concede a lot of goals. Uh, and in turn, they used to lose a lot of points. So, uh, in a way, I think Lampard is good for Everton because the, they aren't scoring a lot of goals. And uh, with the new signings, they... The, the players inside the dressing room will definitely get a lot of boost. The likes of Donny Van de Beek, who is a really good player. He hasn't been utilized in United, but I think he's still, he's still got a lot of things to do in Premier League. So do you think there is going to be an improvement on the end of his managerial uh, start, which he had with? Derby and Chelsea and he would have learned from his mistakes. I I think he has been out of a job more than a year or so now exactly. And uh, a chance at Everton, a good comeback story. Sounds good for him. But let's see yeah. what he can do. Yeah, actually he would have taken a lot of lessons from his failures. Uh, one of the... Uh, uh, one of the reasons, uh, one of one of the major, major problem in his coaching style was he used to get uh, 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 agitated after losing. Uh, like, if you take loss and win in a moderate way, you can actually progress your team in a in a better condition. Actually, if if you if you are uh, uh, reacting a lot after losing, then uh, it impacts your team a lot. I uh, I, I saw I used to see Lampard uh, sh- shouting in the tunnel when he used to lose. Uh, he has uh, he had a feud with Klopp also and with different managers. So I think he will take lessons from them, uh, and and I think at uh, Everton he has a lot of good players, uh, likes of uh, Dominic uh, Calvin Lewin coming back. Then he has Richarlison. Then the maybe then he'll be able to spark that form which Everton yeah. have been in the attack. Yeah. And with that, as a Liverpool fan, Frank Lampard. In charge of the opponent at Merseyside Derby, exciting. Yeah, but uh, I don't get a lot. Uh, I don't get a lot of excitement when it comes to Everton because we we are in a habit of beating them uh, like <laughs> almost all the time. Uh, like uh, we usually the draw at uh, at uh, their Goodison, but uh, at Anfield we. Uh, win uh, like most of the times and it's it's actually not a it's a derby but uh, it, they are not a threat our main threat is manchester manchester city and our most fiercest competitor is manchester united i think when it comes to rivalry for me united are a, a bigger rival than everton mm, nice take so yeah. With that, we'll move on to two United fans we have today, Piyush and Abraham. Uh, guys, in the news for the wrong reasons, right? No transfer, yeah, but a player is sitting out now. <laughs> yeah, a player is yes, sitting uh, out now. And 
Yeah, rightly so though. Rightly so. He he where he uh, apparently he's been arrested right now. Although the police did not confirm that it was indeed Mason Greenwood, but very cryptically as as they could, they said a 20-year-old Manchester United forward has been arrested, which was like totally not. <laughs> I've got it, man. As a United fan, like personally, this one hurts a lot. Like it hurts a lot. Then I didn't think it would hurt me this much, but like on a on the pure like footballing basis, another talent like just like that gone. Um, you know, it's just a really sad thing to see how money and power can really affect maybe a teenager. Obviously, the full story I don't think is out yet, but uh, obviously, of what we can see. Like, of what we can see, you know, deep fakes are a thing, you know, you never know, you know, this sort of thing kind of, you know, gets put to fame for like 15 minutes and, you know, things blow out of proportion. And yeah, there's a lot of interesting comments from like the girlfriend's father who came out and said uh, stuff like, um, oh, no, her account was hacked and, you know, we've known Mason for years. So it's, it's, it's kind of sus, you know, it, I don't feel like the full story is out yet. But I feel like I hope investigations are being carried out and I, he, someone has been arrested. And, you know, him being suspended with United, like United coming out with an official statement saying we do not condemn violence. I think this is a serious issue. And I think we could see another one of England's bright young boys just go down the drain that way. It's so, like, unfortunate. I think Mason was such a beautiful, like, spark like a prodigy at United almost you know the way he was spoken about with you know a guy who was good with both his feet and and all he's saying he was the best finisher seen in years in training and you know it's just I'm personally hot as a United fan and talking both about going feet, still... Martial is also gone the golden How boy senior <laughs> golden boy is Ah, he his last touch for United, ironically, was you know a very golden touch. <laughs> that's what I would say, uh, but yeah, controversial again. You know, Martial very lazy, never worked out. You know, mean. I think Janish, we've already had the conversation around it when I first met you. Actually, you know, we were speaking about how lazy he's been, and you know, made uh, made comparisons with Bobatov, and like it's just again, it's it's a waste. You know, I felt I hope he does well at Sevilla. I really do as. I love Anthony. I think he's given me such great moments. You know, like I can never forget those cup, uh, the, the, the goals he scored in those, those cup games. Um, the last minute against Everton was insane. Um, I remember watching that live. Um, but yeah, it's, I wish him well. And now hopefully he does something in La Liga, man. I want to see him play more. You know, I, it's funny. He was the, he was dubbed as like the theory on the, it's unfortunately not been that. <laughs> Piyush, uh, with Mason on the sidelines right now, Anthony gone, not that he was playing, Donny van de Beek also moving out according to the rumours which have not been confirmed yet. Trouble for United, how are they going to pan up to this? What's, how, how, how does Manchester United no, think... keep, think to keep their fourth spot with situations like yeah, these? Also... Also, like Lingard might go to Newcastle or West Ham. We don't know yet. Uh, West Ham being very close to United. So, I don't think that they're going to give it away to West Ham. <laughs> I think probably he'll head off to Newcastle. And, and <laughs> it's, it's strange that United are competing with West Ham for the fourth position. And it's realistic. Uh, the way West Ham are playing, it's, it's scary. <laughs> the dark days. But yeah, I think uh, the players who are there will step up. Rashford has been good uh, in the minutes he's come off the bench. And I think it's it's time that Rashford really, really steps up. Anyway, we have Cristiano. So I, I hope he steps up too. Uh, good wingers have, or sorry, good wingbacks have come up. Diego Dalot has been playing very well. He's been very attacking, and I think he's first choice now, ahead of uh, Van der Saka, as well as Telles. So the defense has been shored up. Um, I think Ragnik will get it right. They will shore up the defense, and yeah, the midfield is doing decently. Um, very strangely, he's been very. Um, like, usually we make a lot of jokes about McFred, but yeah, he's been very, uh, he's been heaping praise on Fred. So I hope that he gets everyone going. And even Pogba has said that he might, you know, stay uh, and he thinks that Ragnik is the right person. 
So um, again, and now you that that you have mentioned Paul Pogba. Now the conversation Paul has Pogba. taken a different turn. Yeah, let's <laughs> Paul Pogba. No action on Paul Pogba contract expiring at the end of the season, and with that, how is Paul Pogba? Uh, he's literally done nothing this season. He's just been injured, and he's just been crying off the bench or just making noise. Uh, I think Abraham wants to say something. He's been like, yeah, you know, he had such a great start. You know, it was almost um, like some like we were wanting to see what he was all about. And with the signings, with we had such momentum with Varan coming in, Sancho, Ronaldo. You know, it was dream days back at Old Trafford almost. You know, I, we were saying twenty was coming. You know, it's you know it's happening, but like <laughs> it's, it's been a nightmare with Paul Pogba. It's not been the comeback. He, you know, he. thought it would be when he came i think from juventus you know he's he's gone so much stick over the years and i you know he's his agent has been a big problem that relationship you know uh, just rotten everything and yeah it's just disappointing again paul you know uh, so alex back in the day never really accepted him as a united player and you know it, i think it shows why he just doesn't have that mentality you know it's all about mentality at that club and that's what that club is lacking right now you know a lot of leaders in the dressing room your paul could have been that leader here he had the opportunity with mourinho at one point but ended up falling out with him again you know obvious reasons unfortunate so united fans all the best let's see uh, <laughs> you can just hope for the best that mason greenwood comes back because that right wing is going to be i think that that position for united is haunted no one sticks there <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah so moving on with that uh let's talk to ajiha ajiha barcelona active in the transfer window january pura ekdam it's it they have turned it around looks like they are doing good things looks very excited like as a very uh, as a barca fan like dani alves coming back boy <laughs> coming home ferran torres coming adama traore coming then <laughs> My God, dream team being built here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not at all optimistic or excited. Like, where is your obviously, where, where you know, is all the excitement from the last time. Uh, I I don't know. I've just there's been so much of shit storm. I've just been so out of it. But yeah, I since it was the last you know deadline day, there's so much shit going on. Like. Oh my God! The names that have been been linked to Barca, like who are these people? It started with Daniel. Was okay, fine, fine. He's a good player still. Um, he can return. He he's almost forty. It's fine. He 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 can show what he's still got on the pitch. But like, it does not mean we are a retirement house, you know. <laughs> I mean, the names that like in the last few days, uh, who all have have we been linked to? Diego Costa. Then Bernard, uh, Icardi. We don't want him, and the ones that we were going for, I would, I wouldn't have mind um, Tagliafico, but obviously Ajax rejected. Of course. Where um, is Barcelona getting all the money? That's a very good question. Um, I am not sure. Uh, you should ask President. I'll, I'll add. I'll add to that. They've made quite a lot of sales. Pande, uh, ever since uh, you know they they have a lot of salary margin, they've it, it's uh, not gotten. A lot. I mean, no, they have actually gotten a lot of uh, salary margin. If you think of it, starting from the season with the loss of Messi and high honors like Griezmann, Coutinho, Umtiti, all of them have taken uh, like either left or taken huge pay cuts, and the players who are here have all taken pay cuts. So uh, you know they are taking a significant effort, and uh, coming to the transfer. Uh, Rumors are we can't help rumors. Uh, so ultimately, at the end of the day, we will not see uh, Icardi coming to Barcelona or Diego Costa. So all those are just rumors. Uh, what is uh, in the what is the reality is what is in what is in front of us, which is uh, Ferran Torres, which and is Adama I think, Traore, the wings being Adama, the Adama Traore. So if you look at the squad, uh, at least after this transfer window, it. Really isn't that bad. Uh, I think the midfield is pretty good. I think uh, in the defense they would it would they would do good to have one left back 
as a backup option you can't always keep playing jordi or alba each and every game and uh, which all these things are not the kind of positions to be bolstered in a winter market where you know people will low ball you and uh, these things are to be dealt with in the summer uh, we were short on attack due to the injury crisis and we have covered that in this winter transfer i would i would say with adama traore and uh, you know and adama traore is not a bad signing in my opinion i don't know why people are acting like it's a troll or something uh, if people didn't know already uh, he has Uh, in the, since 2015 there are only five players with the most dribbles successful dribbles across uh, europe and the, i mean no no points for guessing who's first it's lionel messi and then comes you know zaha neymar saint maximin and traore so i mean the guy is consistent and he played for wolves so you can't judge what he did, did for wolves to what he will do at a club at you know a top four club or a top five club or whatever so uh, at the end of the day he is not bad signing he is one of the fastest players uh, in europe i would say uh, definitely the fastest in pace in fifa at least then uh, and really good dribbling I, i don't think anybody has missed out on any of his performances at least the notable ones and uh, yeah and other areas like defense all those things we will not find like taglia fico why would a club mid season give away their first choice left back to us it doesn't make sense right so ferran torres was a really good signing one for the future and uh, i think it's overall we're pretty good on the pitch it's just about clicking with that about the uh, signings i had one more follow up question on that offloading usman dembele have things not worked mm-hmm. out for the very very expensive See, so signing. so i yeah so i I was always in favor of Dembélé, you know, since the beginning. First I was like, yeah, it's not his fault. I mean, players get injured and you should the coach, the teammates, the fans should be, you know, <clears throat> encouraging the player in such times. But then over time things just got bad and uh, Xavi still is not in favor of, you know, just benching him to the uh, bench. uh he he did say it would be better if he gets offloaded in the winter transfer but it didn't happen and um, i guess now we just have to use him and get the most of him hopefully if he's fit for at least even a month uh because now it's a crucial stage uh, of the season is going to start and we need a top 4 finish we need it otherwise again i mean even though somehow we've been okay doing fine financially just starting to get back up again if we fall out of the top 4 and finish out of the top 4 financially is going to be really bad again so the rebuilding will have to start again and yeah it's pretty tough um but and then even umtiti um another another person who needed to be offloaded but like nobody wants him and now we're stuck with him so but I guess we do have a few options at centre back, and we can do without him. Uh, without him, Titi, it's fine. We'll just you can wait in the stands. Um, yeah, that's about it. Left back, we we mean we need it, but things didn't work out. So this is what we have now. I am uh, pretty excited about the midfield. um we've always for the past few seasons the midfield has been doing really well and our options have been really good so that's one exciting part of barca's current squad uh let's see traore now um he's been with the club since 2004 uh, so he's a masia player hopefully he can get back that uh, magic and under chavi that too i do have uh, hopes um that chavi would bring out the best in all these players so that's what we have now hope let's see hopefully top 4 finish <laughs> okay so okay. i just have one question for the barcelona fans and i think uh, pius can follow it up with the 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 second part of it so my question is uh, putinio finally leaving for a club like aston villa i think that is one point that can be discussed of what are your feelings on it and would you if in future if it turns out to be a permanent move maybe coutinho likes it at aston villa 
how would you take that vajiha how would you take that shuja and uh, and uh, once that is answered i would like to ask you that how big a signing do you feel it is someone like coutinho coming back to the premier league and playing for aston villa how big do you feel it is okay so vajiha go first i'll follow yeah so since the beginning i was rooting for coutinho to work at barca and in the beginning there were glimpses of it like it was i was so optimistic and he showed like you know his little runs and uh into the box and his linking up with the midfielders and the forwards and with messi it it looked really good but suddenly everything went downhill and it's it's not just him the whole team was suffering so i don't exactly blame him he did get to play under a few managers at barca none of them could get the best out of him uh komen was in favor of him and he tried but kudina just didn't succeed so in such a situation it's best if a player leaves somewhere else where he can flourish and succeed so no no hard feelings nothing fine it's if he's better somewhere else it's good for him why would you want to you know i i'm not in favor of players uh just because fans are like no we want this player just ruin his career even if he's not working out at a certain club nah, that's not right even even if it was messi like <laughs> it was starting to get a little shitty and we were like fine if messi has to leave it's fine it's better if he finds happiness in another club so it's the same with any other player yeah happy for him if he does succeed because he deserves it honestly facts yeah yeah so uh what i was saying was uh, it's the same uh, somewhat same as what rajiha said first of all i think uh, coutinho was not the right profile for barcelona although i can understand the, at the time why he was so excited to come uh, you know seeing the likes of uh, so many legends uh, brazilian legends who have played there but uh, at the time when neymar left uh, coutinho was not the kind of profile that he needed uh, then secondly i felt uh, he is a really good professional uh, definitely uh, you know he works for the team he uh, doesn't he was very much disciplined as well no disciplinary issues but uh, i think he had some sort of a mentality problem uh, like when things weren't working out well for him and playing for barcelona is really not uh, the same as playing for liverpool because over at barcelona if you like don't play one game properly no matter who you are uh, the media will just murder you and you will just get booed after two three games and uh, that's somewhat what happened to him as well he fell out of favor uh, with the fans at least with some of the uh, locals at least and apart from that i mean uh, i don't know i think uh, at liverpool he was like the main player right and everything went through him he had that confidence he had that drive but at barcelona he he would have i think done better if he was like the main player but it was not the case because he already had people like suarez messi jordi alba gerard pique and all these you know champions league winning treble winning legends already playing there so i don't know that's probably one reason why he probably didn't feel that confident playing for barca which resulted in his performances as well um 140 million down the drain for sure but if i mean in the accounting books it's pretty good like because he stayed out he saw out his contract and he in the end helped us out by reducing his salary and he uh, obviously left to aston villa and we'd be very happy if you know he secured a loan uh, over there as well so okay. and uh, speaking about his positions as well i mean he played at left wing at barca and there is barca will not change its formation uh, you know for a player and that is why i say he is a wrong signing for barcelona because barcelona will not play anything other than a 4-3-3 uh, with a holding midfielder and two central midfielders and coutinho is neither holding neither central and the only option where we could deploy him was left wing and he was not good there so that is why i say he was not a good signing so anyways uh, pathetic signing but great player for sure so yeah, yeah i, I remember 
I remember Klopp's words now. He said that stay at Liverpool and we'll make you a statue. And he said that don't go, don't go to Barcelona. He didn't want him to go. And he was right. It was not a not a great signing for Barcelona. It seemed at first, but it didn't work out. But anyway, it's lovely for the Premier League to have Coutinho back. And I think Steven Gerrard will get the best out of him. I think from teammates to a coach and player relationship, Gerard must be stoked. And what a team Aston Villa have turned out to be on on paper. If you look, I think I think they've definitely got a top ten squad at least, and they'd be aiming for Europe, not the top four, but the Europe. Uh, and it's it's Lukadine, Philip Coutinho, Callum Chambers, and with all the creativity, I think Oli Watkins is going to hit the net a lot. He did in the previous season. And I think he's going to do it again with all the creative players around him. I think it's great for Aston Villa, it's great for Gerard, and it's lovely for the Premier League to have Coutinho back. So, is the greatest signing Steven Gerrard? How <laughs> I think the best signing is Steven Gerrard. <laughs> yeah. The greatest yeah, signing yeah. is Jack Grealish, because of which they have to do these things. <laughs> because of whom they can afford Steven Gerrard. Uh, with that, news has come in that uh, United have rejected all loan options for Jesse Lingard. So, Piyush, coming back to you again, Lingard is not going. So, now what? Greenwood-sized hole. That, that's <laughs> what Lingard is going to fill. <laughs> not, not with both his feet, where at least one foot works. And I hope that Jesse Lingard gets some playing time. He's been itching to go on the field. I think he will get some game time, uh, which I'm looking forward to. And I think he's been itching. He's 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 whenever he's gone alone, he was great at West Ham. And well, I just hope good things for him that he gets more minutes and he bangs in some goals. Right. So I just have another question for the United fans. Don't you feel there is some sort of dead weight in United right now? Like there are a lot of good, decent players that are not being fully utilized, be it Van der Beek, be it, say, even Pogba, say, uh, other good players, like, uh, to some extent, I don't think even Marcus Rashford is being utilized to its full potential. Uh, uh, this guy, where did Dortmund come from? Sancho, Sancho. Sancho. Yeah, so when Sancho was, uh, uh, like, you know, uh, People, he, Jaden Sancho, when he was at Dortmund, was like almost like what Jude Bellingham is right now. So he was stoked to be the greatest, best thing. And, you know, motherland, England is calling him back and he must come back. But he, we have not seen yet the best performance from him. So, uh, Abraham, uh, what do you see? And then we can follow it up with Piyush. It's funny you you mentioned um, all those other things, especially I get, I feel like um, United structure in terms of recruitment, all it all comes back to that. You know the boardroom. You know what kind of recruitment you know uh, are we doing here? You know if with Oli getting sacked mid season now, I feel like Ragnar coming in. We've had more of a st- more stability, more structure now at the club. We have some sort of identity, some sort of vision. We're not just, you know, looking back at the past. I think we're now trying to, as a club, collectively move forward, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, there's a lot of dead wood, a lot of dead wood of the club. And, you know, again, that all comes back to that boardroom. I mean, it, it's like, it, I can, you know, it was interesting hearing the other people talk about Barcelona. It was like, even there, I feel like there's, it all goes back to the boardroom, you know. There's a lot of problems right now with these big football clubs not being managed properly. And I feel like it's such a huge issue, you know, today. It's honestly terrible that it's now just turned into a money-making machine rather than care about, you know, a commercial machine than care about what's actually happening on the pitch, you know. And uh, hopefully Sancho does well. Uh, I really hope he, you know... uh, He's going through a tough time, you know. His aunt really recently passed away as well. He, that's why he missed a couple of games. He missed. He's been missing training. He's, uh, you know, he's struggling. Not everyone hits the round, the ground running, you know, in the Premier League. The moment they come, you know, they take some time to adapt. It's a pretty physical league as well compared to the Bundesliga. You know, it's gonna take him some time to get used to that physicality as well. And we've seen that in games. 
So, Leah, all fingers crossed for the future, I feel, uh, for Jaden. I think he will come good eventually as time goes. We've seen um, him showcase a lot of great things. Uh, scoring the Champions League as well was a good moment for him before all things before things went downhill. And yeah, I'm just excited as you know, I stand that way. And hopefully he can be that void to Greenwood, not, you know, Jesse Lingard. I feel like Jesse Lingard should really have moved to West Ham. I think that was very clear the moment he played well there. Very clear. I think it should have been a permanent deal. I don't know why uh, Oli called <laughs> Jesse back United, but, you know, it's clear now. Yeah, I hope he gets minutes. He's been a great servant to the club. He's been a very loyal player. Uh, he spent a lot of time come through the youth academy with the likes of Danny Welbeck, you know, and you know, Marcus as well, you know. So it's been, it's been he's given us some great moments as well in the in the FA Cup, scored some really good bangers, and uh, yeah, it's just exciting for him. As you know, I hope he really plays well, and I hope him. I wish him good luck. Piyush, I would just like you to come in, and also. There's one player we have almost forgot, Yuan Mata. So that's another player that's on a huge salary, not being utilized at all. So yeah, maybe the Greenwood-sized hole can be filled filled in by Mata. Not at well. all. <laughs> not at all. Mata is just gonna mentor people, and some 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 players are just there for the morale and to guide the young young folks there. I think that's all he's gonna do. I don't think he's gonna like play anytime soon or play any any sort of major role. Just to add one more thing that when when a coach comes that uh, with a set philosophy that okay United need to press or play in a particular formation with this traditional 4-2-2-2 formation. Uh, then like United were like all over the place at, at first. Then he discovered that okay no uh, this is the Premier League and he has to adapt. And it moved to 4-2-3-1 again. With uh, that happening, even Bruno Fernandes started playing well. So I'm hoping that now is the time when United's form will pick up. Although it must be a weird time in the dressing room right now, which I don't know how the players will react to. Uh, it, it, of course, it would have some sort of effect when one of your fellow players is, I don't know, involved in such kind of thing. Uh, but they are professional players. I hope that they have the resilience and the steel to come through this and to show it on the field now. Right. And uh, Jayesh, uh, Chelsea not at all moving anything in the Premier League uh, despite having certain issues, in the, especially in the wing-back position. So, uh, smart move or are you waiting for the summer transfer market? What is the update from Stamford Bridge? I think it's a patient move. Uh, Reese James is going to come back for the Club World Cup, which we have from the next week. And with him coming back, I think one problem is solved that we don't have to keep as keep grinding Aspiliqueta again and again for every game. So, that gives us one player can add a lot of buffer to the team because as Piliqueta can play the back three, as Piliqueta can play the back five. So as a wing back or a right center back, he's doing a very good job. And with Reese James coming back, I can just hope that he stays fit. And uh, uh, no, as Piliqueta will not go to Barcelona. And uh, I hope he does not go to Barcelona. There are rumors of him going, but I think uh, the, the problem with Chelsea here is right. The players demand for a three-year contract and the club says that we'll give you two. And I have seen players' careers getting hijacked because of that. And it, the latest example of that is Villian, where he wanted a three-year uh, contract and Chelsea were offering him two plus one as optional, which he said no, went to Arsenal. And I don't know where he is in Brazil right now. So that's what had happened to him. And... I think that's how Chelsea is. Uh, not very impulsive. We tried a lot to get Emerson back, but uh, Leon was not ready to give him back for no amount of money which we wanted to give him. And I think that's one connect which has gone rotten. And I don't think Chelsea would be in business with Leon again after this transfer window of the next season. So... I think with Reese James coming back, a little stability. I think Marcus Alonso is up to the mark. 
in terms of his attacking display but when it comes to the defending part i think with again as i said reece james coming in a lot of buffer and a, a little pressure being let go of rudiger or let's say thiago silva or christensen and special mention to thiago silva who at this age is still continuing to inspire the young defenders on how to get it done and how athletic you need to be i think we always say that it's a difficult first season for any player who comes to premier league and thiago silva took two games the first game he made an error the second game he got suspended and after that thiago silva was unleashed as a beast so that is something which i think is helping out chelsea and uh, i think lampard did something which has impacted us in a positive way he showed that you don't have to make signings to make an efficient team and i think that has been taught to us by mauricio pochettino as well that if you have a good team and there are injuries sit back and wait your time will come and we had our time right when we had our squad to the full uh, capacity and everyone was playing and performing goals coming uh, scoring goals was not a problem at that point of time and as you can see right now that final third is the issue we managed to score somehow the zx goal will not happen every game so having that you obviously love watching those creative goals those insane screamers or those back heels but at the end of the day a tap in is what happens on a daily basis and you need to keep doing it consistently i don't want someone to step up the bench and then score a curler no hit it from the bloody spot 6 yards out put it in get the balls in and with reece james going out and uh, ben chilwell out that has been a problem and i think that can be seen and as i mentioned in the last podcast as well that the whole chelsea squad had to go with some issue at some point or the other so i think it's a good move to keep it quiet yeah so much for keeping it quiet but let's let's see how they bolster up or what they do they the last day signings of chelsea i, I was uh, looking at uh, instagram meme the last day signings of chelsea and there was uh, olivier giroud and fernando torres two very important strikers which we signed during those periods so i can certainly hope people are saying usman dembele and chelsea have some links i would be really sad to see that if he comes and gets injured one more injured player on the bench would not feel right to me so <laughs> yeah that's that so yeah that's from my end on this part yes yes i have a question for you harsh with liverpool signing luis diaz do you think that he's going to eat up mane's minutes given that he plays on the right channel or what do you think he really unsettle money from the team and get into the team get more minutes right uh, see i my question uh, my answer to this might be a bit controversial but i want money to be unsettled for a moment so i want someone to push him from that 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 uh, left spot uh, the point is uh, i expected jota to fill that role i have seen jota playing in mane's position but then the point is that jota has been much more effective in the striking position and he has sort of replaced roberto firmino instead of maybe what the plan was in uh, for, for his national team he does play in the left wing so though he has not uh, settled very you know to the efficiency we or the fans or the play uh, the the coach wanted uh, jota to so we wanted someone to unsettle mane and it's a good thing if if he he gets a few uh, games off where someone else is coming in for that position because that position is is sort of the left wing spot is sort of a challenging position a very crucial position for liverpool now the second point is sala mane and roberto firmino all are 29 they are almost in the last like what last it's 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 
the contracts are up very soon and we cannot continue with the same trio uh, that has been unsettled uh, to some extent with diego jota coming in uh, he has a very different set of skills compared to roberto firmino but then uh, luis diaz is a very exciting talent to have and a very good option to have he can play from both the wings he can also play as a false nine so i'm very happy to have him and uh, mane needs really to step up and that in turn will uh, benefit liverpool i think uh, akash can add to my points but uh, we played porto twice and uh, we've seen decent bit of luis diaz uh, from his performance and he's the best player right now uh, from uh, from uh, the portuguese league and uh, he he seems to be a very good addition pricing wise we are not paying so much upfront so it's it's much easier on the pocket and that is something liverpool have done through the years of the fees upfront so very happy to have him akash would you like to add? but but the variables are very easy right to achieve uh, from what the reports are 20 million very easy variables so it will be a potentially 20, 60 million worth deal and uh, i don't apart from 60 million we are Uh, we right and i seen the add ons they are quite achievable and it's no problem if we are getting someone to replace mane so See, if mane if you replace him it's not like he will be like okay fine luis diaz is playing better than me i will sit on the bench and do better and wait for my turn he is not that profile of a player right that he will just be like ha ah, okay luis diaz can play my games it's okay i'll 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 try to do better in training it's not that's what his mentality mind. should be at least and okay. if it's not then thank you for your services we'll move on to luis diaz but then the point is i do not think he's that kind of a player i think a, a decent but, bit of competition always but at, at the same time you have to renew sala also right Uh, so you cannot and just let mane go sala we will renew firmino we will renew mane as well no issues at all and they're going to stay at least for a couple of years and uh, then we can slowly transition i mean you are seeing signs of transition already with diego jota i was very happy to see alex oxlade chamberlain put in that kind of a performance from uh, sala's position so we are in that transition zone harvey elliot remember the name he is coming back so uh, we are into that transition it will be difficult but then slowly and gradually we will achieve it i, I mean everyone was saying that afcon is going to fuck liverpool up like anything and you know we're going to lose all the games no that did not happen so yeah a step in the right direction just just to point out that liverpool had- always play like liverpool there is a mold there and whoever leaves just comes in plays into that mold whoever that player might be so that that's the beauty of how clock plays it's, it's though it's i'm actually, not happy with a lot of recent signings that we have done i expected better from minimino i expected divokorigi to you know uh really step up and be the player he's already a liverpool legend no one is taking that back but uh, i just expected a little bit better from uh, at least uh, minamino i expected better from divokorigi that did not happen but, but it's fine it's fine it their time will either come or they will uh, be shown the door uh, liverpool need to really strengthen position i think uh, the central midfield is is a problem right now with vanaldum gone and in the near future uh, James Milner not renewing his contract he would likely be moving out so uh, that leaves a big gap in that central midfield position and that needs to be filled with some really strong players we do have uh, young players coming in but uh, we need some sort of strength there i would like to add about the minimino point you made uh, we minimino costed like 8 million uh, he is co- he scored a lot of goals in league cups i think and he he scored few goals in premier league also uh, he didn't make the maximum uh, max out of his op- opportunity given to him but the thing is he uh, 
his work rate and his intensity is uh, he's trying to do things and he's making things happen it's not that and he's new uh, it takes time to j- get into uh, clock system it, it's not uh, not everybody is like diego jota uh, like uh, he was up to his mark from the first game itself uh, and when it when it comes to the signings like right, he asked about the potential about of luis diaz and and the mane thing right it's not about replacing mane it's about putting mane out of his comfort zone uh, and i think luis diaz will do that because his uh, if you try talk about attributes right luis uh, diaz is a good presser okay uh, like porto plays a high intensity and uh, their forward players are always pressing so uh, uh, luis diaz is a good presser he's fast on the ball plus he is a good dribbler he's a better dribbler than mane uh, uh, because i think mane tends to lose a uh, lose balls when he try when he tries uh, to uh, get past the man so i think uh, mane will be cautious enough and he'll try uh, he'll try to impose himself more on the opposition if he sees uh, luis diaz on the bench uh, it's good for our team having options on left on right flank uh, and when it comes to mo sala right we we have some as harsh mentioned uh, uh, we have a guy called harvey elliot he has a lot of potential and i think he'll do a go, uh, good he do he'll do a lot of good in years to come uh, and uh, diego jota when it comes to attributes of diego jota right uh, as harsh mentioned that he has a different attributes uh, attribute uh when when you compare him with farmino but he does the same thing as farmino does and also he does uh, uh, like uh, more things like he is more fast on the ball he's farmino on steroids yeah yeah he's more fa- fast on the ball and then his heading uh, for a guy of his height his heading ability is immaculate man i have never seen a guy who is that short and he's heading the ball uh, like uh, on the right corner on the back post on left corner like he's damn good man his, his heading ability is really good i thought that mane is the best header of the ball in in our club but uh, when jota came he, he superseded mane in this ability uh, uh and and then he then has talked about the midfield options uh, i i thought that uh, we are missing jini uh, vinaldum because of the control he gave in our midfield uh, this season i i talked about in the last i talked about it in the last episode that uh, we are uh, we are not able to control the game after getting 1-0 up or 2-0 up because uh, we tend to lose the ball in the midfield and jini uh, vinaldum was uh, like all, it was almost impossible to dispossess jimmy vinaldum on the ball so uh, i think klopp needs to sign someone on the midfield who is who is uh, who is good on the ball i think thiago is, does that same role but thiago is injured most of the time and he's not playing enough to to make an impact so i think he right. really and one, uh, one just role. to add one thing i think the current talent pipeline with katie gordon tyler morton and uh, callum jones uh curtis jones uh, coming up and filling the boots i think think uh, with a with a decent midfielder i think we uh, might uh, be in uh, good hands for the future i'm i'm quite happy with the kind of young talent we have uh, and uh, they are getting some minutes uh, we are in but, talking you know, terms with uh, fabio carvalho of fulham right uh, that guy he's a midfielder and uh, people are like uh, people to talk about him as if he, he he is the next kante or something like he his he <laughs> there's just, no next kante bro there is no next <laughs> kante but he, he, his work rate is really high and he and the thing is he breaks up the play and he drib, he's good on the ball he dribbles with it and he makes the right pass so uh, he does that does that in championship so uh it's uh, he needs to develop himself uh, physically to do that in premier league but i think he is a good potential and klopp is looking for a loan option for him 
Yeah, no, just um, to summarize the whole thing in terms of Liverpool, um, I feel like uh, it all comes back to squad depth. You know, this is what they were doing in terms of, you know, getting Luis Diaz now. You know, is he is he potentially that replacement for uh, Mane, Mane, Salah, you know? Um, um, those holes in the midfield, I think that's where Minimino coming in actually really did, did, did do quite, I think he did get, did get the job done for them. You know, in those cup games, and you know, whenever came, I'm sure that energy. And yeah, it's just it's all about squad depth. I feel like that's the next step for Liverpool. You know, this is possibly one of the best teams ever to play play the Premier League. You know, this was they were talked to be uh, the the Premier League decade, a team of the year, like whatever decade of the year. Uh, one, you know, team of so the like, decade. Yeah, yeah, team of the decade. Yeah, sorry, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's let's just take um, decade of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but, just um, Oh uh, yeah, it's just um... so just very interesting. Thought there was a point where I used to feel that Mane is more important for uh, like a positive performance for Liverpool. You know, uh, I mean, I would say that a Mane miss is non-negotiable rather than a Salah missing a game because uh, you know the the energy that he provides and the pressing he does. But somewhere. Uh, mid of last season and this season i think uh, he has lost you know his old touch maybe he has become too predictable uh, he has scored decent bit of goals i mean uh, we, let's not be too critical of uh, mane here what, what uh, are you saying man he's had long barren patches in front of goal like nine matches without a goal then a goal then eight matches without a goal i mean long uh, long patches he has uh, i guess as many goals as cristiano ronaldo not that Cristiano Ronaldo has been scoring a lot, but with <laughs> very very controversial goals, statement, very controversial statement. Let's not go there. Eight, we have done that a lot many times, and then with this. eight goals and three assists, I don't think he has been that bad player. But just letting you know that Liverpool standards <laughs> are not the way it used to be. <laughs> the thing is the amount, but 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 you know, but you know that Ronaldo is going to score. You can't really say that in any game, right? He will show. He will show up when you. He will show up when they need it the most. And I uh, don't know if that will happen in the other case. Uh, you're comparing Mane to Ronaldo, man. Even if he's 36 years old, he's still Ronaldo. I, I was just comparing stats-wise. Compare. I was just you comparing stats-wise because it's, oh, like it's that? exactly okay. the same uh, stats. Eight goals and okay. three assists. Ditto. Okay. And, uh, it's like two minutes before I was better than Ronaldo. Who knows after five minutes who will be better than Mane. So, but let's see. Yeah, I mean... Um, uh, see, I'm not taking anything away from Cristiano Ronaldo. I hope he finds his form. Uh, but uh, statistically, okay. Mane has not been that poor. But uh, uh, better things can be expected now with that kind of team dynamic with Luis Diaz coming in. Signing of the winter. Well, the window is not yet closed, but so far. Just player wise uh, or like manager wise or like. Player-wise, player-wise. Player-wise. There haven't been any manager moves that much. I think player-wise, we have to give it to Coutinho. Yeah. Uh, moving from Barcelona Same. to Aston Villa. I think more than position, uh, more than uh, pressure and more than a performance, I think what he missed at Barcelona was the love he got. Uh, because love. Liverpool <laughs> legit used to like... I mean, he was loved think... at Liverpool. I don't yeah. think he was loved at Barcelona. So, Max, I Max. mean, you, yeah, you know, See, man, you, you will be loved only if you play I think well, he right? will be loved at Aston Villa. Uh, they have a legacy, uh, though they have not been at th- that good. But, uh, you know, uh, as far as manager are concerned, uh, what's, what's your take on it? Who's the best manager uh, to come or to be signed in? Uh, don't call me biased, but Frank Lampard. I mean, uh, I, okay, like that, then okay, Xavi and Andres. Xavi <laughs> came in summer. Ole, ole, ole. Xavi came in November and December. November, okay, yeah. Yeah, but okay. all in all, I think I would give it to Steven Gerrard coming to us. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I, I, I would also give signing of the season to Ferran Torres. 
Okay, so that's enough of yeah, enough of biased shit. I started off with saying let's not being biased, but that's how we always. But I up. think uh, let's uh, uh, for the point that uh, Man United went ahead and sacked Ole and got uh, Ralph Ragnick also needs to be you know like called out. It was a very ballsy move, and uh, in all probability, they will see the results. in this season or the next they are fourth who expected them to be fourth and uh, not a lot of people really um by the sounds of it <laughs> okay <laughs> so with that we'll close this session it was a nice long one and uh, let's see you guys on the next week's podcast yeah this was Thank a nice having all this was fun bye bye okay bye. cheers guys bye, guys. bye.